This is Matt Woodley, editor of PreachingToday.com, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Monday Morning Preacher. Each episode, we look at one aspect of the craft of preaching for the glory of God. I'm here with my guest host and fellow preacher, Kevin Miller. I can confirm that I am a guest host and a fellow preacher. You are, and a very good one, by the way. This episode of Monday Morning Preacher is brought to you by ctpastors.com, the new home for pastors at Christianity Today. CT Pastors is for working pastors, by working pastors, to equip you for church ministry. Join for free today at ctpastors.com. So, Kevin, this episode is titled The Basics of Sermon Delivery, Part 2. Which must mean there was a part one. And you did it. Yes, I do Brilliant remember deduction, that. Brilliant deduction, Watson. Indeed, there is a part one. So if you haven't listened to it yet, we encourage you to listen to that episode soon. But finish this podcast first. So, um, um, you know, um, we're talking about sermon delivery in your sermon, you know. Um, uh, and it's important, you know, really important just to say, you know. Um, okay, you're either trying to annoy me. Or I think you might be showing one way delivery can go wrong. A brilliant deduction again, Watson. You know, you can have amazing content, but if your delivery is less than effective, let's say, it can be a distraction from getting that content across. Our uh, preaching professor friend, Herschel York, told me about this unusual exercise he does in his preaching class. He'll tell a story about a little boy watching a dog get run over by a car and the whole time he's laughing as he tells the story. Okay, so let me let me get this. So then Rusty got hit by a car. <laughs> he got completely creeped. <laughs> Something like that. Very that's, good. That's upsetting. It's very upsetting. And then he'll tell another story about the gospel, you know, that he's really getting into the good news of the gospel and what Christ has done for us and he has no passion, no smile, no warmth. His hands are at his side. God and- loves you so much. <laughs> That he gave his son. It is the best news in the world. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And here's his lesson. Your behavior will trump the meaning of your words. In other words, the silent language in your delivery speaks louder or as loud as your words. That's such a great point. What's our uh, sermon clip today uh, to demonstrate this? Yeah, so we have a very moving um, clip from a, a sermon given by a guy named Steve Walker, who is out in... Oregon, or as the people who live there like to say it incorrectly, Oregon. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> note to listeners that is a jab at our engineer and colleague, Andrew Finch, sitting who's here. He's from Oregon. Yes, okay. he's from Oregon. Okay. Back to the sermon. Steve gave this sermon in October 2015, and it was just after a young man had entered the classroom of a local community college near Steve's church and started shooting people. Nine people were murdered. And so this is the sermon Steve gave, and we're going to listen to a short clip from that sermon and then unpack a little bit his sermon delivery. Probably like you, shock immediately set in, and I struggled with what I was hearing, that evil could reach out its finger and touch our quiet community. I mean, this is Roseburg. And I have to admit that I I found a quiet place in a dark room and I leaned up against the corner of the wall and I began to pray, Lord, I, I'm not sure what to do. I don't know how to respond. You've got to give me wisdom and guide my steps. It's probably the same prayer you've prayed 
time and again in the last few days, and we'll pray again in the coming days. If this were a memorial service for the victims, and I'm sure that there's going to be those services ahead, we'd probably just grieve together. But we're gathered together as the church, and I'm your pastor, and so I'm going to speak differently. This morning, I I really need to address these two very troubling and frustrating questions that a lot of us are asking. The first is, why did this happen? And the second is, what do we do? How do we respond? Now, obviously, we can't see Steve's gestures. We can't see his facial expression, which are all very important part of sermon delivery. But, Kevin, what do you notice about his vocal delivery? How did his delivery either enhance or detract from his actual words? Well, one thing I really like that Steve did here was he kept his delivery kind of low intensity, somewhat somber, which is obviously fitting with the mood of the room where people are grieving and they're somber, and you don't want somebody coming at you with a high-intensity delivery in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. We picked this clip because it shows that delivery is really a crucial part of the sermon. And in the previous podcast, we covered a couple aspects of delivery. We talked about vocal delivery and eye contact. And in this podcast, we want to talk about movement and gestures and filler words. So let's talk first about gestures and movements in your delivery. I would say I've watched you or listened to you preach 40, 50 times, and I would say this is one of your strong areas as a preacher. Have you always felt really comfortable with the use of gestures in particular? That's a great question. I don't think I felt uncomfortable, but I was more limited or constrained in my gestures. Sure. And then, actually, I went to a storytelling workshop, and the presenter there was coaching us, and she said, you know, when you're telling a story, walk into the scene. And what she meant is actually, like, mentally place yourself inside the scene of the story that you're telling. And what happened as I began to do that was that my gestures just opened up and became much more natural and came more freely. That's a great point. It's really practical as well. And it follows with a a little maxim I've heard about gestures. I think this might have been from Brian Chappell. He said, content should motivate movement. Let me give you a really concrete example. Let's say you're preaching on Jesus' invitation, come to me all who are thirsty, and you're you're pounding your fist as you're saying this, or you're shaking your finger, or you have your hands casually in your pockets. So your words are saying one thing, but your movements are saying something else. You know, you should be holding your hands wide open like you're getting ready to embrace somebody because that's the message, that's the emotional impact of that text. So you got to always ask, what is the best way to communicate that with my hands and with my movements? Yeah. You know, one thing that I've tried to do some, and I know you do this too, Matt, in your preaching, is that you use the place where you stand to reinforce the points that you're making. And this assumes that you're in a location where that's possible. But, you know, like one time you talked about putting yourself at the head of the sin line and you went to one side of the preaching area and said, imagine you're getting in line here. And then you kind of move through the line and said, but, you know, what we need to do as believers is put ourselves at the front of the sin line. And you put yourself right out physically in front of this imaginary line across the room. I found that very effective. Sometimes that can make a huge difference. So Brian Chappell expressed the goal for delivery, including gestures, this way. Truth expressed in a manner 
consistent with the personality of the preacher and reflective of the import of the message. It's a little long, so let me just say it one more time. Truth expressed in a manner consistent with the personality of the preacher and reflective of the import of the message. So there's two things. Basically, be yourself. Right. Don't try to be like somebody else. You, you don't have to do delivery like something you're not. But then second, it's not just about your personality. It's also about the importance of the message. For instance, for me, sometimes, as I said in the last episode on, on sermon delivery, sometimes I have a kind of a very homey kind of, I'm a, just a friend on the spiritual journey kind of delivery. Yeah, it's a great strength for you. It works it's, great for evangelism, too. It's totally a strength, but sometimes I have to get a little uncomfortable in order to ramp it up a bit with a little more intensity. And I have to ask myself, why is this passage so important? And what's urgent about this passage? And then how is that reflected in my gestures? Yeah. You know, one question that I actually use each week as I prepare a sermon is, what is the emotion of this text? How am I supposed to feel? And so, for example, I've been working this week on a a message about the ascension, and I've been wondering, like, okay, how am I supposed to feel? Well, one, I, I think I should feel some awe because Christ is being exalted to heaven. His mission has been accomplished. And then also maybe a sense of longing or waiting for him to send the Holy Spirit. So I hope that those emotions will come into my delivery this week. Yeah, and I love just getting back to what you said about entering into the story of the text, and then how would you tell that? You know, yeah. how, how would you tell it just naturally? Let's talk about another thing, facial expressions. Our preaching prof friend, Herschel York, he said he routinely gets calls from pastors who say that their congregations tell them that the preacher looks mean when they preach. So the preacher's talking about joy, but the preacher looks mad while he's talking about joy. You know, let me just say, it, you know, it doesn't hurt to smile every once in a while. You know what they say, if you're happy and you know it, your face will surely show it. <laughs> okay. I, I made up that line. That was That's good. I hope you're getting royalty for it. I think so. I think I might even make a song out of it. So, preacher, what does your face show when you're preaching? You know, actually, I don't have video of my sermons, thankfully, so I, I've never gone to work on this. And I honestly haven't gotten much comment one way or the other, so I am of no help as your guest host right here. Wow. Well, thank you for finally admitting (laughs) what we've all been suspecting all along. (laughs) Actually, you are very helpful. We're glad that you're here. Let's talk about something else. Um, You know, um, uh, what we were going to talk about. Filler words, okay? Um, Yeah, okay. Stop using them. Boom. Mic drop. You did not just drop our microphone. I wanted to. But you didn't. Okay, so anyway, filler words. Listen to your sermon or ask people to listen for you. I had a friend tell me once, you use ya know a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not you know, it's ya know. Is it's, that a Minnesotan It's a Minnesota thing. thing. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, you know. You're doing and good for yourself then. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And I especially do that when I'm ad-libbing. And uh, how about you? Well, I've discovered two things, and honestly, it's a little overwhelming because I don't know how I'm going to change them. One is I use the word now a lot. Like when I finish one point and instead of just pausing for a second and then doing the transition into the next point, I just go now. Well, if I just do that once maybe in a sermon, that's not bad. It's not the worst way to transition. But I heard a sermon recently of mine where I did it four times and I was like, I was annoyed. By the end. And then another thing I've noticed is I do this nervous little laugh after I drop a one-liner or a funny joke. I laugh at my own material. Now, is that annoying or what? 
I kind of like you laughing at your own jokes. Oh, you because you think they're funny? It, no, because oh. <laughs> we're we're laughing at the fact that you're laughing at your own joke. Yeah, that's it, what's it's funny. funny. It's funny for the wrong reason. Exactly. <laughs> you know, again, it's good to just take an honest look at ourselves and where we need to grow as preachers. That's I think that's what we try to do every podcast, right? And yeah. we're growing and learning as well. Now, let me just tell you what I think is the most important thing about delivery. Are you ready? Yeah. Here it is. If you really want great delivery, first, let the Word of God pierce your own soul. Let it sink into you. Let it grip you. Let it convict you and wound you and liberate you. And then it's going to come out in the way you use your gestures in your face. You know, when George McDonald was preaching in London, someone made the following comment about him. They said, his heart was in his work. And his delivery was effective because it rested back upon the genuine beauty of his own inner life. Mm. I love that. You know, it, it was yeah. it rested upon the genuine beauty of his own inner life. So once God's word gets into you and starts to shape your soul, people will see it in you. And and take a few risks. Try to loosen up a little bit. Take a look at your delivery. How can you grow? How can you learn? Maybe do some things that are a little uncomfortable for you, but it would just be more natural and normal conversations. This is Matt Woodley, and thanks for listening. And join us on our next episode of Monday Morning Preacher. Monday Morning Preacher is a production of Christianity Today, which actually produces two other great podcasts. First, we have a podcast called The Calling, an interview show about the nature of church leadership, its joys, its struggles, and how God has uniquely wired people to work within his church. Each episode, we feature one Christian leader, one calling, one honest conversation. And then search Christianity Today and check out our other podcast called Quick to Listen.